HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This piece was brought to you by Roberta's, robertaspizza.com. This week on Meet and 3, we celebrate good news in the food world, from record-setting butter sculptures to the latest discoveries in crop cultivation. I think it was back in 2015. It was 2,370 pounds, and it was a Paris landscape. And so that became the Guinness World Record butter sculpture. We don't understand everything about the world. So plant breeding also lets us work with all the unknown, maybe discovered along the way. And we hear from the beloved chef and disaster relief organizer, Jose Andres. Well, World Central Kitchen, we're an organization that we like to be the first ones on the ground. And more often than not, we are the last ones on the ground. Tune in to Meet and 3, Heritage Radio Network's weekly food news roundup, wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Life's a Banquet, the show about the highs and lows of all things edible, spreadable, and pourable with your hosts, me, Typhoid Mary, and (laughs) me, Nicole Bailey. (laughs) I'm still sick, everyone. Oh, that's why you were. I was like, why her? (laughs) I couldn't think of any other famous sick person. Except for, like, whatever Macaulay Culkin's character was in My Girl. He was pretty sick. Oh, yeah. Or, like, polio people. Yes, polio man. Like Roosevelt. (laughs) (laughs) I was just at the nail salon getting my nails did. And they gave me a handful of these candies, one of which I'd like to present to you. Catch? I can't see. Okay. Oh, I caught it. It's a coffee candy. No, thank you. They give me a handful of these. And this woman goes, I go there all the time. And they they happen to have a little candy bowl there with delicious snacks. They have mini Skittles and little hmm. Starburst and I do indulge each time I'm there sure. and she gives me a handful she goes here you go we know you love candy oh. <laughs> and I go excuse me bitch yes I do who doesn't love candy excuse me bitch yes I do like candy you're right you are correct Thank it's you. like your mom likes candy and then I took it and I left I'm not a hard candy fan you're not no I'm not 92 years old <laughs> That's true. It is for the elderly. Coffee flavored hard candy sounds like. Interestingly, I'm going to mention hard candy. Oh, later excuse us in an inappropriate way. Wow, how <laughs> how intriguing. Well, how was your week? What happened? Um, I don't know what happened this week. Really, I went to a birthday party of a coworker. Mm. Um, and I watched. Craft, the craft in a movie theater. Ooh, um, what? Are you serious? Yeah. What movie theater? Nighthawk, like a brunch <gasps> movie theater. Oh my god, how fun! Did you have any snacks? 
Mm-hmm. Tater tots? Of course. Oh my gosh. And sparkling wine? No, because it was like 11. I literally like worked until one or two in the morning. Or no, three in the morning. Oh, oh right. Because there, there was a going away party. Ah, uh, yes. Bon voyage. Yes. Um, and so I was there until late. Mm. And I had to get up at 9.30 a.m. to make it to this goddamn 11 o'clock movie in Park Slope. So <laughs> That's early. I know. So I was <clears> not prepared for sparkling wine. I had Diet Coke. Instead. That's fine. I mean, tater tots, at least you did mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Um, interesting. I had a funny moment in food that I wanted to share with you. Okay. So although I have been suffering from what can only be described as the plague for the past, I don't know, four or five weeks now, um, I did have to work and I work as a restaurant consultant as, uh, everyone listening must know by now. Um, so I was helping my clients are opening great plates, free plug for K Chevre, soon to be opening in the market line of the Essex street market. And they were participating in the New York wine and food festival in a, in a specific part of it that was being hosted by none other than America's sweetheart, Elvis Duran. Are you familiar? Nope. Okay. Well, if you're familiar, not try. my sweetheart, <laughs> <laughs> not my DJ, not my problem. Um, if you're from the tri-state area and you grew up in like the nineties at all, you would remember Elvis Duran. He was the host of Z 100 Z morning zoo Mm -hmm. and still is. And I never knew growing up that he was just like the most fabulous gay man ever. I just thought he was excited about pop music. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) But (laughs) turns out he is truly fabulous. And like, I didn't realize that I was going to be excited to meet him. So we go to this event. It's one of those tasting events, you and I have a billion of, um, and it was really quite fancy. That was very well organized and lovely and we're setting up and I'm not really feeling well. And my client taps me on the shoulder. He goes, someone wants to meet you, Zara. And I turn around to Elvis Duran. Oh my God. Of the Z morning zoo. And he's wearing a rhinestone jacket. And I didn't realize I was going to have, you know, that I've, we've both met countless, some of the, the world's most famous celebs. Millions of celebrities. Working in restaurants yeah. and living in New York. And I've never once really been starstruck. I saw Elvis Duran and I almost cried (laughs) and I was like oh my god I was not expecting to have this reaction I almost cried I was like you have been the voice of my childhood and he goes well you never really grow up do you (laughs) he walks away into the night Hmm. but anyway it was fabulous and my clients made some delicious roast pork and rice (laughs) I wonder how often he said that to people he says it to everyone because (laughs) everyone says that to him right right (laughs) Elvis Duran you are the voice of my childhood He's like, I know. <laughs> He's like, tell me something. I don't know. So anyway, that was kind of what I did with my week. And I've been a bit under the old weather. I did manage to like drink pretty much each night of this week. Thank God. I know. Except for last night when I was like, I need to stop maybe drinking. That's perhaps what my problem is. Perhaps. So anyway, now I'm on the mend. I'm on the coffee candy diet. Ugh. They're actually better than they sound. I don't care. I'm not going to try <laughs> It's like a cup in every sucker. Um, okay, should we get into our topic? Yeah. Um, this week, we're going to talk about, we're continuing with the food theme, but this week we're talking about song, well, I'm talking about song titles with food in them. You're kind of doing... I'm doing the same thing. So, yes, but like in a more cohesive manner. I'm going to expand upon. Yeah. So, I'm just going to list off a handful of songs that have food in them. Great. And that's all. Perfect. And then we can get the hell out of here. I'm trying to, I was... The, you know, the thing about podcasting is you learn a lot about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and what I realized is that I just freaking can't stop talking about the 90s. Because that's like when I was a teenager. So it's like the yeah. stuff that comes up. Like all I like had written down all the songs that I wanted to talk about. And I was like, 
these are all from the 90s. And so I was like, I have to get some more cool, like hip modern day songs. I think, sure. I think I have one non 90s song in here. Great. Well, the 90s were a time, a time to be alive. Yeah. Um, oh, no, I have two. Oh, no, wait. Well, we'll find out as we go, really. Um, <laughs> so I have to start off, of course, with a song from Indiana, which is <laughs> there's this band called Johnny Sacco that is from Bloomington, Indiana, and they were active during my youth, and they're apparently called Third Wave Ska is the genre oh. <laughs> of music that they are. What's the first wave of Ska? Uh, well, like, they, I don't know. Is the first wave of Ska, like... The original, like, 40s right. music, maybe? Is Third Wave Ska, like, are we talking, like, Mighty Mighty Boston, Save no, Ferris? No, I feel like that was the... Se- I honest, no, I guess that is the third wave, because that's when all that stuff was... It was 94 <clears throat> when this song came out. Okay. Anyway, the truth is, I don't know. <laughs> The truth is out there, though. We're not a music podcast, Sarah. This is a food <laughs> That's podcast. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so they have a song which has forever... I wasn't even like a fan of them, but a boy I had a crush on in high school was a fan of them. Um, and they had a song that has forever stuck in my memory because it's called, If I Didn't Have a Goiter, I'd Ask You Out. <laughs> it's just like the greatest... <laughs> Song title Ew. of all time. How old is this man? Normally, older men get goiters. Like, <laughs> well, I I don't know. It's just they're like my age, probably. I guess maybe a little older. Goiters are disgusting. I know, but the reason why I felt like it was okay to include it is because it, it's due to an iron deficiency. So it's oh. food related, like <laughs> oh diet God. related. Uh, so. <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm gonna get a goiter. I haven't eaten nearly enough iron. Or no, anything. Iodine. So it's iodine. Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what foods have iodine? Salt. In them? Oh, that won't be a problem. No for me. problem. Yeah. Um, but interestingly, also, this is sort of a last few thing, but the name of this album is called Oh, I Do Hope It's Roast Beef. So. Oh. <laughs> Ew. Rep in Indiana once again. Uh, Ew. Um, and now I'm going to move into a section of two songs that you probably won't know because you were too cool. Oh, yeah. Um, but we're going to head into pop country territory. Oh. Um, and we're going to talk about a song called The Watermelon Crawl, <laughs> which is a song that came out in July of 1994. And um, I actually texted my sister that I was going to be talking about this today because it's part of our growing up experience and it's something that we like repeatedly like sure. reference. And like I put it on a big playlist that we really? made for each other a couple summers ago. And Interesting. All pop country songs that we grew up listening to. But anyway. Question, though. I need to interject here. Yes. Uh, is there a dance affiliated with the Watermelon Crawl? I don't. I think that there is, but I forgot to look <clears throat> that part up. All right. My well, cousin, if she were here, would be like, yes, it's totally a dance. Can't believe you don't remember that. But um, yeah, Tracy Bird sang it. Um, he's a country music star. It was written by other people in the way that most country music songs are. Right. Um. It reached number four on the country charts. Oh, excuse us. But that's just the country charts, not like the mainstream charts, which is why you probably never heard of it. Um, <laughs> yes, us in New York don't even have the country charts. They don't come out here. But the the line of the song, the, the, the chorus is called, it says, if you drink, don't drive, do the watermelon crawl. <laughs> and the premise is he, he makes a detour and he goes to a town that's having a watermelon festival. And this mayor is giving a speech and he's like, we have all this watermelon wine. If you drink, don't drive. That of course not. Do the watermelon crawl. Crawl home in a watermelon. I picture the watermelon watermelon crawl being that you put a watermelon on each foot, like mm-hmm. a shoe, <laughs> and you have to slip and slide home, and it's sure. so long to get there, you're not drunk anymore by the time you get back. Oh, you would, you would die. You would fall down. <laughs> That's true. 
<laughs> Don't drink and step into a watermelon. That's the moral of the story. Um, yeah. Okay, moving on to Strawberry Wine by Deanna Carter, which came out in August of 1996. Oh. Um, this reached number one on, I think, no, just the country. It reached number one on the country for two weeks. Oh, excuse us. Uh, it took all the way to November for that to happen, though, so it, t- it was a slow burn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's from her debut, it's a debut single from her debut album, which is called Did I Shave My Legs for This? <laughs> I just did a spit take of tequila. <laughs> And um, also an important part of the pop country, you know, oh my God, I'm gonna die. realm. And um, yeah, it's great. You should definitely check it out. That's my new fucking motto in life. Did I shave my legs for this? I mean, interestingly, that is the title of another song on the album, and that's kind of what the song is about. She's I love like, it. She's going on it with like a guy, and he sucks. And she's like, why did I even bother yeah. shaving my legs? Um, <laughs> great. So then the next song, I thought I would try to like. Instead of making this like a psychological study about exactly only things I like, I decided to pick a song that I hate. Perfect. Just still about me, I guess. <laughs> um, and that's the song Sex and Candy. Oh, yeah. That is a terrible I song. I freaking hate it. Yeah, I hate and it I've too. And I've always hated it. Um, it came out in 1997. I didn't even bother to write the date because I hate this song so much. Um, Apparently, so Marcy Playground is the name of the band. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that I know really like this song, and I, yeah. I just don't. No, understand. it's terrible. I'll smell sex and candy. Yeah, it's like we don't care I what don't, you smell. Are you allowed to sing that? We might get in trouble. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, so apparently, Marcy Playground is something called post grunge, which yeah. already is just like the most irritating genre you could ever think of. Sure. Um, apparently, he was inspired to write this song after a woman said a room they were in smelled like sex and candy. Nice. And I was talking about this to my coworkers today, and one of my coworkers, um, she was like, that is so disgusting. And she was like, and all I ever think about is sex and candy. Like, the smell of sex is so gross. And she was like, can you imagine someone having, like, a Werther's original in their mouth and going down on you? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> ew. It's so gross. Ugh, talk about grandma. Like, ew. No. Yes. No, you, thank you. No, thank you. Mm-mm. I'm picturing the smell of like butt and like a Reese's peanut butter cup. <laughs> <laughs> Those are difficult to distinguish. I mean, they're kind of similar smelling. <laughs> they <know>? are. <laughs> they are. They all do blend to one. Um, okay. <laughs> Moving on and okay. keeping it dirty. Um, <laughs> da Cream by Prince. So that came out in 1991. So we're still in the 90s. Sure. <laughs> Um, it's on his Diamonds and Pearls album. The B-side of this song was Horny Pony. <laughs> um, and when Prince performed Cream on MTV Unplugged, he said that he wrote it while he was masturbating himself, which... Is- masturbating himself? Yeah. He said that mm-hmm. quote? Well, according to Wikipedia. While I was masturbating myself. Yeah. Okay. I, but the thing is, is, like, if you're doing that, you have to be ambidextrous, right? Like, if you're writing this song oh, yeah. while you're... Sure. Or like maybe, I mean, I don't know. Oh, I mean, that it's, takes a lot of concentration to be masturbating and writing a song at yeah, the same really, time. really makes you think. You know what I think <laughs> happened? That he, <laughs> It is a head scratcher. <laughs> I think that perhaps what happened is that he had uh, like some kind of love slave who was writing oh. for him as he was masturbating. And he yeah. was dictating. No pun intended. In, the video for this is worth a watch. It appears to take place inside Grand Central Station <laughs> with the most amazing 90s outfits really? and choreographed dancing. Cool. It's great. It's really good. I have not seen it. Um, okay. 
So in order to make myself appear more modern, I then just kind of looked on the internet for songs about food, and I found another song that I hate um, called Bone Appetit by Katy Perry and Migos. Mm. It came out in 2017. Uh, this is my notes. This song is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Call us, Katy Perry. Um, the video, though, I was like so just like amazed by it that I had to include it. So basically the video is Katy Perry... <laughs> Katy Perry is being, like, cooked. So, like, in the <laughs> beginning of the video, they, like, flour her and knead her, and then they put her into a stew, and they, like, baste her and put, like, she's, she's like, singing, is, like, but she's, like, sexy the whole time. Uh-huh. So she's, like, sexily singing in a giant pot of stew that <laughs> is her. She's uh, got a stew going. And then later she's served to, like, a bunch of, like, weirdos in the way that, you know how, like, those places where you eat sushi off of women's bodies? Sure. It's like that, but, like, it, of course, it doesn't make any sense. But I was just like, this is insane and so terrible. And I get to actually be mad for a reason because she got a bunch of flack for working with Migos because they said some homophobic stuff about Isla McConan when he came out as being gay. So, really? All around bad song. All the way, all the way around. It only worsens when you watch her perform it live on Saturday Night Live, <laughs> which we will do after this broadcast. Oh, you've seen it. It's one of the most... I did, never saw the video, but I've seen the live version on SNL, <laughs> and it was one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever witnessed because she was really, really, really trying to, without like a lack of a better way to describe this, act black. Ugh. In a very unauthentic way. It was I don't think very there, gross. I don't think there's an authentic way to act. But no, moving that's, on. But that's I true. Quote, I want to quote something that someone said about this song. Um, I also feel like Katy Perry is actually a nerd. I feel like she shouldn't just brace, embrace that and sure. not try to be like Britney yeah. Spears or whatever. Anyway. I completely agree. This was very awkward. It, was, it made my skin want to just crawl out the window. They said about this song, Katy Perry is back to garish stupid party jams that don't even try to be subtle about cramming in as many sex metaphors as possible in three minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. They said it better than I could. Sure. Um, And then my final song is going to be the Banana Boat song. Oh, yeah. Dayo by Halle Berry. Halle? Halle Berry (laughs) sings it. Halle Berry is, she wrote it and she sings it. Yeah. She can really throw her voice. Harry Belafonte. Belafonte. Um, it's a Jamaican folk song, traditional Jamaican folk song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also Calypso, Harry, Harry, Jesus, can't say it. Harry, 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 Harry Belafonte. Um, Harry recorded it in 1956. Um, and obviously, famously, it's featured in Beetlejuice, which I just watched sure. as well. Oh, what um, a good movie. Such a good movie. Such a good movie. Really holds up. Really does, yeah. Michael Keaton, Batman. Oh, goodness gracious. (laughs) Michael Keaton of multiplicity fame. And, right. (laughs) This is (laughs) sad, but I guess I have to mention it because this is hard-hitting news that we're doing here. Um, Justin Trudeau, his blackface incident includes him wearing blackface and an afro and singing this song while he was oh, in high school. Oh, goodness. Like, no. That is terrible news. Canadians, why? It is one of the most disappointing things that's happened in a year of gigantic disappointment. I know. Trudeau, what were you thinking? I'd venture to say that is a Trudeau. <laughs> 
Good one. Thank you. Very interesting. Harry Belafonte himself also quite a sordid, uh, alleged past of abuse yeah. towards women. Yes. Yeah, I know. But that's, that is a hell of a song. It's really hard to talk about anything from the old times without... We can talk about it. We just, yeah. you know. I had a very, very long discussion with uh, our friend Danny the other day about... Uh, art and music in general and people who are awful monsters and what, what to do with their art and how you appreciate it or don't or burn it in fire. I don't really think there's a right answer. I know where I stand on it, but you know, there's a lot of different ways to, uh, to listen to the banana boat song or not. Yeah. Well, the best thing about that song is that he didn't write it. So, Oh, thank God. You know, by listening to it, you're not necessarily revering I mean, if you're listening to his, I don't know, it's complicated. I'll, I will still listen to it because it's uh, it's a fun song. Mm-hmm. I listen to it every morning when I get up. Yeah, that is true. To start my day out. You are starting your day out with Calypso. <laughs> All right, cool. Those are amazing. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to clean up the tequila I spit all over the floor. And when we come back, a riveting tale about uh, America's sweetheart. You'll find out after the break. Bye. <laughs> you're not even going to tell it. My name is Brandon Boyd, co-owner of Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Join Heritage Radio Network on Monday, November 11th for a raucous feast to toast a decade of food radio. Our 10th anniversary Bacchanal is a rare gathering of your favorite chefs, mixologists, storytellers, thought leaders, and culinary masterminds. We'll salute the inductees of the newly minted HRN Hall of Fame, who embody our mission to further equity, sustainability, and deliciousness. Explore the beautiful Palm House and Yellow Magnolia Cafe. Taste and imbibe to your heart's content, and bid on once-in-a-lifetime experiences and tasty gifts for any budget at our silent auction. Tickets available now at heritageradionetwork.org slash gala. Love that Matt, huh? What a sexy voice for radio. And quite a head of hair. (laughs) Listen, I have something to tell you about the year 1959. Excuse me. Uh, January 3rd, Alaska is admitted as the 49th state. Um, thank God. I know. Finally. Uh, The average yearly income is a meager $4,007 a year. $4,000? Correct. Huh. I know. That's why, like, in Mad Men, Don Draper seems like the richest person alive. He's making, like, 12 grand a year. (laughs) It's crazy. It's insane. And the Barbie doll is launched. Also, on Mm. October 23rd, in Downey, California, a man by the name of Alfred Matthew... Yankovic comes into the world, otherwise known as, you guessed it, Weird Al. (laughs) Are you a Weird Al fan? Yes. I I am a fan. I'm not like a super, I don't know a bunch about it. This is all going to be new to me. (laughs) You're not in the fan club. No, no. I have an immense amount of respect for Weird Al because he seems like a really nice person. I agree. And he also hasn't aged or changed his hairstyle since he was born. Which is, since he was born. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which is, you know, that's serious. That's a commitment. Yeah, he looks great. He seems like a nice guy. And when my research, my research has proved it, I really tried to dig up some dirt on Weird Weird Al. I said, googled weird things about Weird Al. 
nothing that, came up. That's hard hitting journalism. And yeah. that's what we do here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this just in from the wires of the Associated Press. Weird Al is uh, has a swastika tattooed on the back of his neck. That's why he's no! that long curly hair. <laughs> no kidding. jokes about swastikas. <laughs> okay. Um, so Al uh, had really nice parents, apparently. Oh. He was an only child. He had sweetheart parents. <laughs> they said, we're, my parents are really nice. He had nice parents. They were very supportive. And um, a traveling salesman uh, came to his house when he was about six. I wrote in my notes, serial killer, question mark? Could be. I know. Um, and they he had apparently a bunch of guitars and a bunch of accordions. And his parents chose for a six-year-old Al... Uh, an accordion, because they figured there should be at least one more accordion playing Yankovic in the world. So, I have a couple of questions. Sure, please. One, in the 50s, you could just travel and sell anything? Yes. I just thought it was vacuum cleaners mm. and encyclopedias. No, no. My grandfather was an Electrolux salesman. What is that? Uh, Electrolux is the greatest brand of vacuum cleaner. Well, and that's, a, that's a vacuum cleaner. Exactly. That is in the, the genres of things you're allowed to sell he, door to door. He was a vacuum cleaner salesman, and his trick was that he would travel around with a bag of dirt... And he would spread it on people's floor, and then he would use the Electrolux to show how quickly it would be zoomed up. Mm-hmm. And over the summer, we had a family reunion, and everyone was telling stories about him. And apparently, like, he went to this one house one time with my Uncle Steven, and he threw the big thing of dirt on the floor. And the woman's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, no, don't worry. Look, this thing's going to get this dirt right up out of here. And she's like, our electricity isn't working. I <laughs> <laughs> Leave the house. No. The crab walked out very They're slowly. Like, we have to leave. <laughs> but sorry, where was Weird Al born? He was born in uh, Downey, California. I didn't bother to look at the map of California. It could be anywhere, north, south, who knows. It's like the smallest state that we have. So sure. Yeah. yeah, there's only probably a mile radius it could have been in. <laughs> <clears throat> so anyway, in the 70s, he was a big fan of Elton John and claims that Elton John's Goodbye Yellow Book Road was how he learned to play rock and roll on the accordion. Aww. Which is sweet. Again, another sweet move from Weird Al. He was a huge fan of, do you remember the Dr. Demento radio show? I feel mm-hmm. like it went on for a long time even when we were kids. I do remember it. So he would listen to that. He was a hardcore listener, and later on, Dr. Demento became like an ally of his and like played his early work. Um, but he was listening to people like uh, Tom Lair, Stan Freeberg, Spike Jones, not to be confused with other Spike Jones. There's a musician yes. named Spike Jones. Um, Shel Silverstein, who I, I wrote children. Yeah, but poetry. I guess he was somehow on the Dr. Demento show and Frank Zappa. And he was quoted as saying, all the other wonderfully sick and twisted artists that, were expo- that he was exposed to through the Dr. Demento show. So in 1976, D. Demento, as I like to call him, goes to... (laughs) I didn't realize that Dr. Demento was instrumental He was huge. He made Weird Al. Wow. In a lab. (laughs) (laughs) I wish that this was a music radio show so we could learn more about Dr. Demento. I know. Well, we could. We could figure out what his favorite foods were and talk about them next week. (laughs) Great. Good idea. Um, In 1976, D. Demento goes to Weird Al's high school. He's 16, and Weird Al slips him a homemade tape. That he made in his bedroom. And Dr. Mento said it was, like, kind of bad or whatever, but he still played it. And then... Is it him on the accordion? Yeah. It's him on the accordion doing some kind of weird shit. What year was this? This was in, like, 1978, I think. So that was, like, not cool, I'm assuming. No. To be playing the accordion. Maybe it was even earlier, 1976. No, he was a full-on self-described nerd of the highest magnitude. (laughs) Pocket protector. Glasses that are taped Mm -hmm. in the middle. Mm -hmm. High pants that are pulled into a wedgie. Um... So in 1979, shortly before his senior year, 
My Sharona by the Knack comes out, and he does a he records a accordion version of it in the restroom across the hall from where Doctor Demento taped, and then give, gave it to him, and it was called My Bologna, Bologna, <laughs> Bologna, but Bologna. I think he pro- pronounced right. it Bologna to rhyme with Sharona. My Bologna, got it. <laughs> my bo- ma, 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 my Bologna, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, okay. Uh, it was released as a single with School Cafeteria as its B-side. And the label gave Yankovic a six-month recording contract. So, the year now is 1984, fast-forwarding. He releases an album with a song on it that is called Eat It. That's Are you familiar? Debut? That's his debut? That's his big hit. Oh, okay. So he had been playing stuff. Before. He'd been releasing stuff before that. Exactly. First single is called Eat It. It's a parody of Michael Jackson's very famous song, uh, obviously, called Beat It. So it peaks to number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100 on April 14th, 1984. Um, and Do you remember it, that video? Of course. I yeah. watched it like a thousand times today. So he uh, then releases this whole entire food album. Then he puts Eat It. Uh, on there. It also had my Bologna, uh, a bunch of other food songs, which I will recant for you in a moment. Um, and he says, if it hadn't been for Michael Jackson being so cool, he asked permission of all these artists, even though he like didn't have to, but he would still go around to them and be like, Hey, do you mind if I use your song? And like, most people said, yes, Michael Jackson and him were like actually kind of close. And he credits Michael Jackson for letting him use eat, uh, beat it to do eat it as like making his career because it got picked yeah. up by MTV in 1981 or 1984, like in the early days of MTV when there's nothing else on, they played it like a million times a day and then he like became famous. Yeah. I remember that video, even though I was four in 1984, so like probably don't actually remember it, but it was so popular that they played it, you know, like yeah. I vividly remember that video. I know it's incredible. He gets really fat and he he's gets wearing Michael Jackson's, all leather outfit. Exactly. And, and his like face explodes. Skimmer, skimmer horn stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and his face explodes and he said that like um, the makeup artists uh, at the time like had to insert these like things <laughs> into his shoes and they were blowing them up with their mouths so his face would explode. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's amazing. So slight divergence. Um, most people like I said let him use their songs not Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney didn't give him permission to use Wings, Live and Let Die, because he wanted to do a version of it called Chicken Pot Pie, <laughs> which, have gone, which would have, quote, gone against McCartney's vegetarianism. <laughs> That's why you went music. <laughs> Come on. That is weird. I don't know why you call it Veggie Pot Pie. Um, oh, right. You should write him. I know, right? Like, hello, McFly. It's not too late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or mushroom pot pie. Anyway, that's delicious. So many options. Um, and then also Michael Jackson wouldn't let him do a version of black or white called Snack All Night, which <laughs> makes sense because night. it was kind of like a meaningful song about race it's, relations. Yes. I want to read you some lyrics from Eat It. Great. <clears throat> how come you always... Ha- Don't say them. How come you always... How come you always such a fussy young man? Don't want no Captain Crunch. Don't want no Raisin Bran. Well, don't you know that other kids are starving in Japan? Let's pause here. Curious that that's, I mean, I guess it rhymes, but. I don't think they def- were, they probably weren't starving. Is They're- Japan known for its starving youth population? No, it's China that they have always said. Okay, it doesn't rhyme though. So eat it, just eat it. Don't want to argue, don't want to debate, don't want to hear what kind of foods you hate. <laughs> you won't get no dessert till you clean off your plate. So eat it, just eat it. Don't tell me you're full. (laughs) Get yourself an egg and beat it. Have some more. 
<laughs> have some more chicken. Have some more pie. It doesn't matter if it's broiled or fried. <laughs> okay. Are we going to get in trouble for you singing the entire song? No, I'm paraphrasing. Plus, he's, You're ripped, paraphrasing. Off, he's ripped off everyone else. No, but he asked for permission. Al, is it okay if I sing this? Now, keep in mind that I'm dying of typhoid and mm-hmm. might not make it to our next episode. Great. Okay. So, he has 14 standalone full-length albums, four Grammy Awards, six platinum albums. He's only the third artist to have a top 40 song ranking in each decade since the 80s. He's also married to a, quote, from my notes, hot babe who looks like she's older but isn't. He's just made of wax. They were introduced by a mutual friend named Bill Mummy, who is not an actual real-life mummy. He's, oh, I thought you said Bill Money, like Eddie Money's brother. I thought it originally when I was reading it, it said Bill Murray. <laughs> but it's Bill Mummy. One M. He's not a real mummy. He's a voice actor. So that's pretty much the story of Weird Al. Well, so I do... He released a recent-ish album where he did some parodies. What, what, when, what year did that come out? I think the last album that he recorded was 2014, and there was like maybe like a Lady Gaga yeah. song on it. Um, I wanted to read you the full track list of his food album, though. Okay. 1984's food album features Fat, which is a play on Michael Jackson's Bad. Bad. Wait, is Bad the one that's in? I don't remember. Skipper Horn Stop? Yeah, I think Eat It is just Beat It, and he doesn't get fat, and fat is the one where he blows up in his yes, face. Yes, sorry, we conflated those. Okay. That's fine. They're essentially the same. Lasagna, um, which I can't remember what that's. Addicted to Spuds. <laughs> Robert Palmer's Addicted to Love. I Love Rocky Road. Which is what? Joan Jett, I Love Rock and Roll. That's funny. Um, Spam, which is R.E.M., a play on an R.E.M. song. Eat It, The White Stuff, which is Vanilla Ice, The Right Stuff. I remember that. Uh, My Bologna, and Taco Grande, and The Rye, or The Kaiser, which I can't remember. What's Taco Grande a parody of? I don't know. I have to look it up. I had it in my notes, and then, you know, I just... I didn't try that hard. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Well, it's all accessible on the internet. It's fine. It's fine. We're not getting paid for this. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. So what do you what do you want to talk about on Chef Recommends? So I we were going to we were trying to figure this out today. And we were like I was like, I just assumed that you had been inspired to cook by a music video, but it turns out no one has ever been inspired to cook no. or eat from I know, I actually like it was asked, so hard. I asked the people today and I'm like has a music video video ever inspired you to cook or eat something? And they're like, no. Yeah, <laughs> never. Didn't. So I just like through my research found, I, I basically looked up like cooking and music videos or something. And I was like, all right, this isn't working, but I'm just going to use two songs that describe me. Yeah. In my opinion. So hot, so, sexy, <laughs> uh, sex and candy. Nope. Don't ever say that to me. <laughs> No, so I David Bowie's repetition in which a lyric says, "Can't you even cook?" Because <laughs> I famously cannot. And Johnny Cash's song, "Everybody Loves a Nut." Oh, oh, that's so cute. I know. When I was in Italy, I was calling my friend Alex's daughter a nut because I call everyone a nut. And then she like left me a voicemail on WhatsApp, and she's like talking about all this stuff. She's like doing little kid stuff, and then she goes, "I'm a nut." <laughs> it was the cutest thing ever. <clears throat> well, I want to talk about how I've been inspired by rap lyrics and food, particularly uh, Ghostface. And we used to have a big sign at Brucey in the back room that said Strawberry Kiwi Big ZD. And people would like constantly throughout time. I don't know if anyone asked you this when you worked there, oh. but like people would always be like, um, I'll have the Strawberry Kiwi Big ZD because it was written on like a 
chalkboard and they thought it was like a special. I, mean, I don't think that was there when I was there. Oh, really? <clears throat> Maybe something. I think it got ruined in some kind of flood or fire or somebody stole it. But <laughs> I really loved it. And it comes from this song, um, Apollo Kids, where he's like, Ayo, this rap is like ZD facing me real TV crush at high speed. Strawberry Kiwi. And so I love that. And I just adorned the back room of Brucey with Strawberry Kiwi Big CD. I also love Three Course. It's disgusting, though. It's gross. Um, I also love, uh, what's that, Puff Daddy, or the Locks song. And they're like, uh, like Lil' Kim and Puff Daddy. And it's like Three Course Meal, feta- uh, Spaghetti, Fettuccine, and Veal. No, but they're, well, we should talk about this later. Because I'm. it's like a, there's definitely like a, there's a bar or a restaurant that has... A three-course meal? No, wrap food there. It's like written around the, the restaurant. Oh, the really? Maybe it, it was Brucey. We did. <laughs> we did. It was Brucey. It we was, had it written. <clears throat> we had it written on the bar. The, right, the fettuccine thing. Yeah, three-course yes. meal, spaghetti, fettuccine, yeah. and veal. It was a restaurant that I worked at and <laughs> Some forgot Some fucking <laughs> shithole that I went to I one time. Never it sucked. Probably in Indiana. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that was. I thought that was actually one of the reasons because I ate at Brucey before I worked there yeah and it was very charming yeah I think it was funny we used to have like the menu divided in the early days and I mean I, bear in mind I opened the restaurant I was 26 no I went there when it was to divided. Biggie Smalls Biggie's and Smalls I yeah. loved that yeah I thought it was cute it was fun I love rap music what can I say what are your top three videos with food in them so um I actually feel like the <laughs> That Katy Perry one, just because I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And why did she think this is okay? But I'm just like, so watch that for its pure absurdity and inexplicableness. Yeah. Um, there's also the, um, wait, hold on. I wrote this down. Well, so it's not actually in the, the milkshake, the video. I just Ooh, love it. Just think it's really Oh, it's sexy. It's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I this video is not very good, but I was watching the Tootsie Roll video today because mm-hmm. there I there's a dance. Sure, you want to do it right now? It for became us? a line dance. No, I just know it's like do the la-. it became a line dance. Yeah, like rap songs that were line dancing. I used to go sure. to country music line dancing. Wow, there's still so much I don't know about you. I know. Well, this is in Indiana, of course. Mm. I mean, Indiana like wants to be a southern state, right? Um, but oh so, no, I'm stuck on something. Oh good God, I'm stuck on something in the as, studio. I'm as sorry. a kid. <laughs> My my best friend at the time, her parents would go to this country line dancing, like hang out at a bar, and so like they would bring the kids, and we would just like go do country line dancing. But the there were a couple of rap songs that had been appropriated into country songs that were in then line dances, which is just fascinating. Wow. And then there's Cotton Eye Joe. Who can oh, explain that? You know what? I was gonna actually speak to you about Cotton Eye Joe <laughs> earlier. Um, I have a problem with it, but I also have nostalgia sure. for it. What are your feelings and thoughts about it? Um, I think it's a great song. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the line dance at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's fine. Where did he come from? Where did he go? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, those are good choices. Mine are my number three. There was a time in the early aughts where music, rap music videos went from being really exciting and theatrical and expensive and over the top into being true cred. And as yeah. much as I love Cameron and the whole Dipset situation, um, <laughs> they, those videos were not good. No. I think we can objectively agree on that. I, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. They were like thrown together. There wasn't a lot of heart and I still don't see a lot of good rap videos come out today. However, I do have a sense of love and nostalgia for them because I love Dipset 
and I love that whole era of music. In 2004, Joel Santana put out the video for Santana, and there's um, a scene like where they're in an Italian restaurant, and then where they're in like a Chinese restaurant, which looks a lot like Great New York Noodle Town. I'm not sure if it is because the camera work is so shoddy, you can't tell what the hell is going on. <laughs> but at the scene, they're in this gigantic Italian restaurant. They're like the only table there. It looks very like cold and strange. And it's when he's, he's a, writes a lot of raps about food. And so they're in the Italian restaurant. And he's like, bitch, I ain't here to wine ya. I ain't here to dine ya. I came here to pop ya. And I came here for lobster. <laughs> the whole damn shebang. And they ain't bring the pasta. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> and it's really funny that he keeps going on complaining about why the service is so bad. Right. He's outraged. <clears throat> I mean, I can't blame him. He, he did come here to pop her. And uh, right. there is no pasta. Which is awkward. Yeah. Um, my second favorite in a more real way is the food fight scene in the end of Fight for Your Right to Party with all the cream pies. I was trying Beastie Boys. There's something that there I was like, there is a music video where cream pies get thrown in faces, and there's something about the the pie in the face yeah. phenomenon sure. that is now left media and we never see it anymore. Yeah. Same thing with the rubber chicken. Where did it go? Oh, yeah. The, he went the way of the dodo bird. Yeah. Um, is there is actually something about those even though I know it's just whipped cream and a pie crust for mm-hmm. the effect of comedy as a child I was always like those look delicious like, I know I want to eat that completely agree and in fact I would consider using a pie in the face as a new shtick we I'd should. be that we, we should be the podcast that will smush a pie in your face right while you listen to it exactly don't step to us you know what here's an idea put a pie in your own face while you <laughs> listen to the show <laughs> Right? See how that feels. Sit in a pie. Um, also, I was just <clears> thinking, <throat> let me interject very quickly. Please. I, there actually is a music video where food is featured that I really enjoy. Oh, let's hear it. Trick Daddies, I'm a Thug. Oh, and not familiar. What? I know the song. I'm oh, not you know, familiar the with the video. video. Yeah. I was like, how could you not know? I love Trick Daddy, um, but... Samesies. He... So the video for I'm a Thug is him... Like going on a date with like a like a well like a nice like she looks very fancy and sure. she's going with her it looks like he's meeting her parents at a fancy restaurant yeah um, and he walks in with a big huge bucket of something that says wangs and thangs oh no and he's just like <laughs> eating wings because he's a thug sure at the fancy dinner and everyone's like shocked that's really um, funny and I just always thought that wangs and thangs was the most hilarious it's amazing <laughs> there's also a video where like talking about Dipset where Cameron I think it's um I think it's a clips video featuring Cameron and he's also eating wings as he's rapping which is oh yeah almost as hard as masturbating and writing a song I would agree um my number uh well I actually wrote four uh my number <laughs> three and a half is the fat boys video oh, for yeah. give me uh for all you can eat and they're in a sabaro and they're just like it's like a three ninety nine, like all you can eat. And they're like piling p- whole pizzas high on their plates. And there's one lyric where he's like, give me some bologna, salami and a ham toast with butter and strawberry jam. <laughs> I just think it's funny because sometimes when I'm hungover and have worked a lot or I'm like exhausted, I'll wake up in the morning. And if I happen to be spending the night next to a gentleman, I'll be like, I want a hamburger and I want clam chowder and I want pancakes. And I'll just like think of all the things that sound delicious. And that's what reminded me of. And they're like, I have to go. <clears throat> they're like, I am sorry. I didn't catch your name. <laughs> um, and then my number one is <laughs> Khaleesa's. My milkshake brings yeah. all the boys to the yard. It's, it's so hot. good. It's good. And she's I didn't realize hot. that the Neptunes produced that. Yeah. And they actually got some flack for it. Why? Well, some of the people were like, uh, Pharrell's phoning this in, like, this is lazy, like, whatever. The beat's so hot. And also, I searched the internet for a full, like, 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. 
And I could not find an official reference to what I have always thought is that milkshake refers to blowjobs. But oh, oh, really? You didn't know that? I didn't. I thought that I thought that her mil- the milkshake was her pussy. No, so but, mm, if because it well, could be frothy, right? Ew, no, <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> this is a family podcast. <laughs> be frothy. <laughs> Um, um wow okay. interesting but why why a milkshake is the blowjob who said that is that is that's that widely known that's something that i thought was widely known that my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard and they're like it's better than yours damn right it's better than yours you i can teach you but, but i have, have to, to charge. charge so it's like a skill yeah you can't teach how to have a nice a frothy milk no <laughs> frothy vagina a frothy vagina indicates a problem. So yeah, that you should go to your that's doctor. That's an issue. Sure, yeah, go see somebody about that. Listen, get health insurance. Go to the doc doc. Go to Planned Parenthood if you don't have health insurance. For now. Khalees, <laughs> please call into the show. What is the milkshake about? This is Heritage Radio. Uh, bringing you all the ins and outs of local foods and the meanings of milkshakes. <laughs> We're sorry for existing. We should have put a parental <clears throat> advisory at the beginning of this. One comes. Oh, Great. That's what she said. I know. <laughs> I thought you meant the parental advisory was going to come at the beginning. What mom. should we do after the show? Um, let's go. I haven't eaten anything. Let's go have a bite to eat. Ooh, a snackaroo. Yeah, that sounds good. Guys, I'm wearing my businesswoman's outfit. You are. You look hot. What's going on? How are you feeling emotionally? You good? Oh yeah, great. I'm very busy. Yeah, you look good and important. Sure. You look um, like you've been in business meetings all day long. Thank you. Yeah, I've been doing CEO stuff. Like, yeah. No, I, you know, just I had, yeah, that's doing good. my jobs. I have two jobs. Sure. You're the hardest working woman in Williamsburg. <laughs> but I live in Bedside, which is why it's so hard. That is what, <laughs> in, what makes it so challenging. Um, also, we have to talk about Frank's off the air. Oh, yes. We do have pizza, to talk you know? about Frank's Also, pizza. I don't want to plug them if they're not going to give us any money. I so haven't been there. Frank's out. <laughs> call us. Listen, I spend $2,000 at your restaurants a week. Please. Literally. Send us some goddamn pizza. What the funk? Yeah. As we record <clears throat> inside of a pizza restaurant. Have you been there? No, no. I, just, I drove by or I walked by it the other day. My brother sent me a clip about it. He, my brother's very sweet. Brad, I love you. Guys, for whoever doesn't know, I have a long lost brother found each other when he was 50 and I was 35. It's very exciting. He's lovely and sweet. He's the best ever. And he sent me a clip about Frank's pizza from this tool of a man who's like, does this thing where he eats a bite of something and he's like, okay, bro. So you guys all know the rules. I'm going to take one bite of this and see how it is. He's like, oh my God, this, this, the crust is so thin. The cheese is good. I normally don't like when you put Parmesan cheese on top, but this is delicious. And he like mouths the whole slice. And I'm like, 2019, huh? What a time to be alive. That guy has like a TV show? Yes, everyone's fucking famous. But is it on YouTube? Yeah, it's on the internet somewhere. We can do that. Let's do it right now. We can do it without... Two bites (laughs) and a lick. No, I'll be like, let's eat the whole thing and you guys have to watch. And it's going to take like an hour and a half. (laughs) I can't believe they ate the whole thing. Nicole, this is a fun show. I agree. I love you. You're the funniest person I know. Thanks for making me <laughs> chuckle and spit tequila out of my nose. <laughs> I forgot about that part. Okay, By the way, she didn't clean it up. Oh, yeah, no. On the floor. I would never. That's <laughs> what we have Jeet for. Just kidding, Jeet. Love you. Um, okay, guys. Hasta la past. Bye. Life's Banquet is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. 
for our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Or connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click at the heart at the top right of our homepage. And thanks for listening.